Rocky Hill Accountants offers a unique, low-pressure approach to professional and personal services, which is why they have an excellent client retention rate and are extremely proud of the high-quality services that their firm provides. The executive team at Rocky Hill Accountants has over 35 years of combined experience in income tax preparation, bookkeeping, accounting, and IT crypto tax. They specialize in individual income tax preparation, as well as trusts, estates, and gift tax returns. The tax deadline for individuals is May 17th. If you're one of the 50 million Americans who still hasn't filed, visit RockyHillAccountants.com. On this week's show, we're speaking it real. We're discussing mass mandates, firearm safety, deportation, Memorial Day, and so much more. Come join Frank and Carlos as they discuss all the hot topics of this week. The show starts in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hey, everybody. Well, that was a little different. I was expecting the whole flying comet thing through the city and, you know, maybe some explosions and stuff. But that's all good. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I thought so, too. But I, I liked it. I got cut off a little bit. Off I mean, I'm down with Zach in that whole intro, though. I like the countdown, but... Then I expected that whole Saturday Night Live that, explosion. That, 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 yeah, the whole, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was exp- all right, all right, all right, all right. No flair today. That's fine. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Carlos, how's wow. your Friday been so far, man? The, uh, well, compared to last Friday, this Friday has been all right. I mean, I worked and I walked around the block with my daughter, and so you know, it's been nonstop since I woke up. So I'm pretty tired. I've got my traditional muggo coffee here because i need coffee at nine o'clock at night but um i mean i'm good man i'm good i'm happy to be back uh i was supposed to take a a breather and 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 the universe shat on me and said hell no (laughs) (laughs) about to wreck your weekend (laughs) look uh one thing guys everybody out there as we know this weekend is memorial day weekend Celebrate it how you celebrate it, you know, but remember why we're having this weekend. Um, at the bottom of our screen, you're going to see a ticker. Gives you a list of soldiers that have made the ultimate sacrifice for us to live in this world, do what we do. You know, later on the show, we're going to have um, Obi Muniz from the Hard Hitting Wrestling Show, which is a veteran. And myself and Carlos will probably start asking us some questions, given the fact that I was in the. I'm the curious one. <clears throat> I'm the curious permanent civilian who never who never went through the process. I almost joined the Air Force, but never happened. <clears throat> it didn't materialize. So you know, we will be speaking about Memorial Day, you know, and um, we'll take it from there, you know. But let's go ahead and get this show rolling. Um, how do I go, man? Mask. Mask pops. Well, oh man, you know, uh, our wonderful COVID stuff. Uh, I mean, wow. So, <laughs> um, things are. I mean, things have been off in Florida, but now they're officially coming off, and every it's a party now. Uh, I don't know how things are down <clears throat> down in the down the the dirty south, but um, out here, man, people are just like it's over. Just today, especially like. Certain districts said no more or optional. I mean, I think it's still a business uh, business decision, but I mean, everywhere I'm going, man, it's it's all about personal choice at this point. Some people are still wearing them. 
a lot of people are not, and no one's saying a damn thing about it to anybody. It's like, all right, this is how we're going to roll going forward. Well, and I love it. I love it. <clears throat> I, I got it. my second shot last Friday. Uh, right. And um, and uh, I, I, I immediately, like, I was cheering, hooting, and hollering at Publix. I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> Taking this damn thing off. I'm setting it on fire. And uh, I've been, uh, I've been, I've been loving it ever since. Business decision as well, and the numbers were low. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. That's it. Well, I'll tell you, um, Florida has it like that also. It's been more of a business decision. Um, we we actually have had it. I think it's just based on the business. You know, um, some I places were worse than others, though. I heard stories from Miami where, like, people were still pretty strict about it, versus here where uh, it wasn't so bad, unless maybe you got into Tampa. But um, yeah, Florida's been pretty lax, and now it's <clears throat> it's even more lax. I mean, I think the snowbirds are coming down now, even though they normally don't. But now that things are really open, the place is still crowded. So. <clears throat> yeah man it's good though i'm happy as hell as soon as i got that shot i was like great yes and then of course somewhere by eight o'clock nine o'clock i was suddenly like yes shit <laughs> got my ass kicked. I, had, <laughs> I really didn't have effects it's i got the shot the first time i was fine yeah, the first time it was just sore. Like, right. like I decided to work out one shoulder. Like that was my goal. Today I am gonna wreck this arm, and that's exactly how it felt. <laughs> right, and then I um, I did the second one, and I'll be real honest, I wasn't in pain. Oh, I, good for you. Man. I was actually. I'm sorry. I was sore. Yeah. I Which did, one did you take? Uh, Pfizer. Pfizer. All right. Yeah, I did the Pfizer. <clears throat> um. And I, I would have thought that I would have had some effects, but I didn't have any. Yeah, no, it got everybody differently. It got every, I know, I know. So like Friday, all my issues started Thursday. So I, as we had planned, I wasn't going to be on Friday and I'm thinking, all right, I get to go home, just play, you know, play with the, play with the girls, kind of just relax and catch up on, on real estate and just other stuff and not worry about the show. Frank will be good. Yeah, I was good. Um, nah, nah. Well, nah. let me tell you something about. Well, that. you go first. Tell me about the show, man. I mean, give me your uh, your well, synops. I'm what happened? Tell you, I'm gonna tell you how this happened. Oh, it's this. Yeah, I. Um, <laughs> There's an event. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. I. I went on and. Um, I'm on the way home. <clears throat> okay. And I. <laughs> I'm already I getting was, feedback. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, it was crazy. I, I was on the way home. And, um, Carlos, you know what? Let's say your story for a second. <laughs> I, I, I got to grab my thoughts a minute. <laughs> it seems like you were traumatized by what happened last Friday. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the universe is cruel, man. It's evil. So last week, I'm sure you noticed, like, 
our crypto earnings began to tank. Like last week was a bad week. And so I saw it. I saw it happening and, and I sold. I sold all my crypto. I just sold everything and sat on the, you know, sat on it. And then I bought back in <clears throat> when that when it dipped. And I said, all right, you know, just hang on to some of the profits. Rely, you know, put it in your savings or, you know, invest it later, whatever. Just keep some of the money. So I did. And I'm, you know, like, you know, like uh, I'm enjoying my riches, <laughs> my four-figure riches. <laughs> and uh, but it was nice to have, right? And it lasted a total of like two days. So Thursday, I'm driving home, and I had a I had a Kia Soul, and uh, Kia. I don't know where. If you own a Kia Soul, it's always got this little rattle. It's always had it. So I paid no mind to it. But I'm driving toward the Skyway, and that rattle just starts to get louder and louder and louder and i'm like my engine's about to pop and i'm like going up going up a 180 foot bridge this is going to be awesome <laughs> so on the incline man sure enough i hear bah, and i look back and there's just smoke coming out of like uh the car and i'm like Oof. i made it over the bridge though and uh pulled over sure enough man engine's dead so all of a sudden my 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 winnings is now a down payment. Like I gotta get a new car. This sucks, but you have to be thankful that the money was there for you. So you know, two sides of the same you know of the of the of, of the coin. But then so Friday I get my second shot and I'm all happy and I'm like ready to toss my mask. But by Friday night, man, I was like, okay, I'm beginning to feel it. I felt heavy. Went to bed. I started shivering. I'm like, all right, you know, I mean. That wasn't really that bad, though. I mean, yeah, I expected to get a little fever. I got it. I was cold. No big deal. I slept like a baby like I usually do when I have, when, whenever I'm sick. <clears throat> Saturday, though, was rough. I had to I, – I showed a house that day, but I was in pain from head to toe. Like, I was just one giant mass of soreness. Like, I hurt everywhere. And I'm trying to smile and show a house to people, and I was like, yeah, this is rough. <laughs> so – so what was supposed to be a relaxing weekend turned into just pure hell. I mean, I had to, we were on one car. So I'm, I'm like speeding all over two counties to work, to pick this up, to pick up business cards, get a shot, come back and pick up the kids from school. It was, it was nuts. No relaxing for Carlos and no money either. So there I, here I am. That was my Friday, man. Well, my Friday started out <laughs> great. I was at work, you know, I got Moderna, so, Catherine. <clears throat> so, so you know, I'm on my way home, and I get, I get that phone call. That wow. phone call. All right, look, you, you, so we've used this and that. I mean, this. this. <laughs> yeah. So I, I get, I get that I phone get call. That pa. phone call. <clears throat> pa is my son calling me that. Okay. He doesn't call me that. He calls me Pa. He goes, Pa. I'm like, yeah. He goes, what time? Uh oh, is my mic not working right? Now it's a little better now. All Maybe right, turn so, up the game. <clears throat> yeah. So, so he he tells me he goes. He goes, Pa. What you know? What time you're getting home? And I'm like, Well, I'm already on the way home. You know. All right. And I'm like, <clears throat> Why? What's up? He goes, Well, I I think I hurt myself. Oh, I'm yeah. like, okay. That's that's oh, okay. <laughs> no problem. 
So I FaceTime him and I see his foot. His foot's freaking. <laughs> it's like a football. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, all right. So I call Zach. Hey, Zach, we might cancel the show. <clears throat> My brother was supposed to be on the show also. And I called him and I said, hey, we might cancel the show. Let me get home and see what's going on with my son. So I get home and um, I'm like, all right, we gotta go to the ER. This is seven o'clock. Take him to the ER and I just cancel the show. It's 8.45 and we're released. And he broke his foot, by the way. Oh, it broke. Oh, right, yeah, he okay. fractured it. He has, a, <clears throat> he has a nice fracture, yes. I mean, yeah, if it's going to look like a football, I'm, I'm pretty sure right. it's fractured. So, right. so I'm on the way home, and I start calling my brother. Hey, we're going to do the show. You're still on? He goes, nope. I made other plans. <laughs> I was like, all right. I call Zach. Hey, Zach, are you, are you around? So we could do the show. I'm on the way to a bonfire. <laughs> Shit. All right, no big deal. And Kimberly <clears throat> Chapman, which we're going to bring her on real quick. Cause she has she has a question for you. Oh, okay. Then Kimberly, what's up, Kimberly? Hey. You know, hold on, I gotta hear about Frank's uh, yeah. Frank's oh, yeah. action-packed uh, so evening. Kimberly on. sends me a message, you know, and she's like, "Hey, I I could help you out." I was like, "All right, perfect. I'll get home in a couple minutes. I'll send you a link, and we'll do a show." Okay. And that's man. how it happened. Hey, so, that's that's hustle, brother. That's hustle. I, I yeah, gotta yeah. give you props, man. That's determination. Yeah. You're like, so God damn it, the show the must show, go on. Yeah, throughout the show, you know, Kimberly and I were going back and forth. You know, we had pretty good discussions. She did say that she had a question for you. You know, so we'll bring her on and ask her a question. And, you know, we'll just keep going on with the show. So, we'll wait, have, this question we'll is like seven way. days in the making. Is, yes. Is, oh, so, yes. yeah, it's got to be small. Was, I'm sure it's, was, it's, it's, it's in, insignificant. No big deal. <laughs> I was throwing the secrecy. So I couldn't say anything. Wow. <clears throat> no pressure. No pressure. Well, before we get into the question, Kimmy, since you are on, how is your week and how are you? It's been interesting, needless oh. to say. I wow. think because Mercury is gone into retrograde. Oh, everybody gets screwed when Mercury goes into retrograde. Look, I mean, when did that start? Uh this week. This week? It's been gone for six weeks, yeah. See, my car goes to hell. I get sick. I lose money. Frank's kid blows his ankle. I mean, yeah, no. Mercury's in retrograde. That's awesome. I think that explains quite a bit. All right, I feel better now. I I now feel that my selective my my, my screwed up Friday and Saturday was not selected just for me. No, it's it's widespread screwness for everybody. So I'm good. I'm good. I don't feel so special anymore. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, either than that, it's been interesting. Okay. Needless to say, and I was just on. I'm, I know you guys know of Clubhouse. Um. Right, yeah. No. What? What is? What is Clubhouse? Oh, it's like a new trend between Twitter and another platform of podcasting in a different way. Hmm. Okay. And. I happen to be invited. Um, I forget how I met this person, honestly, but we connected. Okay. And he's a UFO. He studies UFOlogy. He's a UFOlogist. A UFO specialist. And <clears throat> investigator. Okay. And he had a pilot show that was coming up with several panelists on his show. All right. 
And I don't know if you know of them. Linda Moulton Howe. No. Billy Carson. No, I, I honestly, I'm not, I'm not well versed in the UFO field. I mean, obviously I understand the concept, but as far as people, no. Okay. But you know about the disclosure. Um, fill me in, fill me in. Okay. <clears throat> I mean, I've been hearing a lot of stories lately. Like all of a sudden UFO news is like kind of becoming the norm, which is like crazy considering we grew up in a world where it was always treated as conspiracy tinfoil nonsense. And now every other day it's like, Oh, more footage of fast UFOs around Navy ships and stuff like that. I'm like, and, and the funny thing is we're all quiet about it. Like, like, okay, it's actually being reported by major media. And yet the world's not taking a shit about this. I'm, I'm, I'm confused, but okay. <laughs> so <laughs> not that they're confused, but this has been going on since Roswell. Uh-huh, right. I was like in 1947, if I... Right. No, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Right. So, but there was a bill passed. You know that stimulus package, you know, that was in the bill? Which and one? The There's like was... six of them now. <laughs> so what's our question? So <clears throat> there was something towards the end of this bill that talked about a disclosure uh-huh. in regards to Ariel... Advanced aerial threat from foreign ambassadors. Okay. And what it's saying is, and I just got done with a gentleman, Roderick Martin, who is the uh, UFO investigator. He's in Muf Mufron, and he studies uf ufology. Right. And with <laughs> him and Linda and Billy, they were all talking about the disclosure because they have next month to disclose all the files, all the data. And when I had Roderick on the show, it has to deal with the government and all the military. Oh boy. Yeah. Juicy. Right. We're, not, we're not part collaborating with the new, I'm pretty sure you've heard of, uh, what is it? Um, I forgot. <laughs> uh, the disclosure with the space force that uh, okay. has been <clears throat> everybody in the military based on the talk that I had with Roderick is not working with the space force to give them the information so they could study more about what's been going on with these sightings. So bureaucracies are purposefully not communicating with each other. Okay. But I have an idea. What we that sounds like is... typical government. <laughs> That's what right. they want well, to do. I have I have an idea. How about we um we bring this up uh next week on our show, you know, a little bit more. I mean, we do have a packed show today, so But wait, we have... wait. What what was the question though? Well, what I wanted to know what your input was on it. What did you hear about because with the government and everything <clears throat> Okay. Um, uh, I'm going to have to look into it. I have noticed an uptick in UFO stories, which I find fascinating, interesting, and terrifying. And I think what I find even more fascinating is that nobody seems to care. <laughs> I'm like, you know, it's like everyone's asleep. <clears throat> and, and, and that's kind of frightening too. But I have my own theories on why that that's happening. But you would figure any kind of news that that even remotely confirms UFO type, you know, activity would send people into some kind of panic or overt concern or something. But now we're all just telling like like 
like Friday. <laughs> well, I, I, I beg to differ. I, I believe that, you know, some of them are like, oh, what, you know, what else is new? We've known about this. Mm, We're not surprised. Well, <clears throat> right. We've known about it, but it's always been treated with skepticism. I think major media now actually reporting on it with like what appears to be more comfort and confidence should be an eye opener. Um, we'll see. We'll see where this goes. But if you don't, if you if you don't mind, so we can be a little more like well informed. Shoot Frank any information regarding this disclosure, and I'll be happy to check it out, and we can break it down real good next week. Okay. Yeah. All right, Kim. Thank you for uh, coming. Good on. seeing you again. Thank you. you know, we're gonna move on. Always, right. always. You're right, a gem on you. the show. We love you. Bye bye. <clears throat> so, anyways, where where were we? Uh, I think actually. Um, Let's go. I um. Yeah, I, I lost military experience. Here we go. All right. So we have Obi Obi Mooney. It's being the fact that it is Memorial Day. Oh, sir. what's going on, everybody? All right. What's the Boricua has arrived. Yes. Yes, yes indeed. <laughs> yes. How you yes. doing? <laughs> Good. I Good see uh, we're talking about UFOs and stuff like that. I'm like, For hey, real. How did speaking you know, it thing, real go to that direction? Bro, speaking it real goes everywhere. That's the beauty of the show. That's the beauty. <laughs> but for real, though, listen, it's funny that it, it, it's I, I do find it ironic that Kim came on with that question because I know I think it was today or yesterday. I don't know if it was CNN or Fox or both of them. But that straight up, just articles like literally talking about Navy officers showing video footage commenting on ships that are flying around them that were flying at incredibly fast rates and stuff. And I'm like, this is, this is like news now. Like, huh, okay. Yeah. We ran right. out of news, you know, whether it's the pandemic, whether it's the <clears throat> war on the other side of the world. No, um, yeah, no. We got to yeah, come no, up no, with no, something no, fresh, man. Everybody, so. everybody wanted things to go back to normal. And now that <laughs> yeah. they are, we, we oh. don't care anymore. You know, that's oh. it. <laughs> Missiles well, are flying again. <laughs> life is good. Listen, life is, you, we kind of, I've been taking afar, maybe, maybe that's not the right word, but more by surprise, the amount, the amount of gun violence that I've seen just within the past couple of weeks. I called it. Remember? You know, but mm -hmm. it's ridiculous. It, it, there's well, a lot of violence so, going so on, man, especially like lot. in every state. There are a lot yeah. of crime rates going high, and, and that's all you hear in the local news, especially here in the state of Connecticut, that there's always a body found, uh, shootings in, in one street, shootings somewhere else. So, you know, there's, there's so much going, going on. Yeah. <clears throat> you got a lot Absolutely. of factors going into that. I told you that, like, people being stuck at home as long as they were, you know, I mean, how does that phrase go? Um, idle hands is the devil's playground. And you got people stuck around for so long, especially if they already had mental health issues, for example. You send them out into the wild after a year, man, they're going to go nuts and, and things are happening. Then you got a bunch of cities that are that are treating their cops like crap. I mean, we, we, we touched base on this a couple weeks ago, Frank. You have... Police officers retiring, they're they're cashing in their pensions. You have a lot of police off uh, police departments that are short, so calls are taking longer to be responded to. I mean, this is a natural consequence when you run your mouth about the cops the way these, these politicians have, and that's just a part of it. But all that you 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 mix that potaje real good, and and there you have it. 
crime and murder increase, especially in big cities. I, I think I saw somewhere where Portland alone was like an 800% increase. 800%. That, that, That's too much. Way too much. <clears throat> but, yeah. but go ahead. Defund the police. Dale. <laughs> hey, you said it, man. That was my next line. Well, you want to defund the police and defund you want to do this. Police. Go for now, it. You know, I, I am. And both the idiots who want to do it in there, yeah, just keep, keep it up, man. I do Dolly. agree of adding more resources to the police department. I do agree with that. But when you start saying that we're going to defund the police, what are you really defunding? Honestly, <laughs> what, 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 what are you trying to resolve by defunding the police? I, you know, your guess is as good as mine because whatever it is you're trying to resolve, it, it ain't happening. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, but uh, go ahead. Defunding the police is obviously not the answer. I mean, no, that's, no, you're not, you're, you're not gonna get nothing with that. Now, do we have to make things different? Yeah, do we have to give them more resources? Can things be changed around? Yes. Absolutely. You know, and, and I think it's what um, we had um, Larry, Larry Fortella on a couple of weeks ago. Great show, he, man. That was good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he, you know, one of the things that he was saying was, was that it's training. You know, you got to have, you know, he, he's into concurrent training on a regular basis. And that's fine. Something that yep. a lot of departments lack, especially like the smaller departments <clears throat> lack, you know, that that extra training. Right. And, and just like in the military, just like anywhere else, is that the world changes and we all have to adapt to it. We can't just always stick around and do the traditional stuff. You know, like we used to do this or we used to do that when I did this and did that. There's no longer, you know, what's going on today that's going to help you in the future, you know? And, and a lot of voices are being heard, and there's a lot of publicity at everything we do. But we, we knew that going on a decade ago that every little step you make, people are going to make a lot of comments about you. It's social media era, man. So, And everybody's a news reporter. You know what I mean? So, and I like it when it's like, you know, well, we got to look at the real footage before we, you know, we look, hey, man, but we already saw the footage. You know, what yeah, I mean? you, you, we got to look your, at it. We got to look saw at your the five angle. You saw your five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, guys, man, I, I appreciate you guys having me on your show, man. Like I, I'm one of your biggest fans and stuff, and I'm glad you guys are launching for success. So I'll keep you. you guys got to keep up the good work, man. Thank you. Well, over, you know, uh, I do got to owe you credit, you know, in the sense what that. If you didn't bring me into your show, the HHW Hard Hitting Wrestling Show, I don't think I will be here. You know, so I mean, part of the or majority of the credit on this is is that you brought me into this uh, wonderful world. So I, I guess, it, Obi, while Frank thanks you for that, I guess I'm going to blame you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! This a uh, 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 no win, no lose situation. No, no, at all, at all. That's the beauty but, of the show, right? <laughs> but hey, look, you know what? One of the biggest reasons, you know, that we actually did bring Ovi into the show today, <clears throat> you know, and it's Memorial Weekend. You know, everybody has a different thought of what Memorial Day is. You know, some people thought of, hey, it's the beginning of summer. 
I get to go to the beach. I get to barbecue. You know, some people are just like, ah, it's another day. Some people think it's Veterans Day. <laughs> Absolutely. Know? And and a lot of people don't distinguish themselves. You know, uh, a lot of people at work, they know that I'm at, I'm in the military. Or I used to, excuse me, I'm retired from the military. <clears throat> and e even when they, you know, they say, hey, man, you know, thank you for serving and everything else. You know, they really don't know, really understand what Memorial Day is. And, and and I hear a lot of people, you're right, people are ready to go barbecuing. People want to you know, go to the beach. This is this is the era where summer's supposed to start for most places, right? Uh -huh. A lot of right. schools are over down south, up north. We got a couple more weeks before school is out. And then we're getting set for the summer, and the, it all is forgotten, right? And what we forget is that there are a lot of men and women that serve in our military that sacrifice their lives so that myself, you, and everybody else can have a voice, right? Yeah. We have a freedom to live in this country. And not other countries do what we do. And we forget the value of what it is to live in the United States of America. You know, and when I look at back this, it's not about celebration for me. Uh, and Frank and I lost a close friend uh, that you see his name listed below. And that's Sergeant Crockett. Uh, Sergeant Crockett and I went back before we became non-commissioned officers. So those that don't know what that is, is before we became leaders, we were studying to become leaders. And me and him, we were stationed in Bosnia together. Uh, actually, not stationed. We were deployed to Bosnia during the, the Balkans issues and stuff. And, you know, we, we, we grew together, you know. And, yeah, we all went our separate ways because in our career paths, we go to different places. And my heart broke, man. And I found out on CNN website that my friend passed away. And I was a year late. Okay. I, me and him, I didn't know that we were deployed uh, in the same area. Matter of fact, we were in Balad. And in Balad, Iraq, is, is the centerpiece of the triangular of death. All right. So all the axes happened where we were located. Mm. And, and I remember... The um, a situation happened. It was a wake up call, right? So two months into the country, and I'm like, man, man, we're just like driving around, like nothing's happening. And in that one moment, when we're getting motored, all right. So whether we're getting um, rockets, you know, incoming rounds and everything else, and once that's when reality hit, and it's just sad that um, I found out a year later that oh my god, my friend was in the same city as I was, and I didn't know it was him that had passed away, that he got killed by, uh, by getting hit by an RPG. Um, and then the list goes on. I, I, I know so many people that have sacrificed their lives and, you know, they do heroic, you know, uh, how you say it? Heroic, heroic. actions that uh, allow somebody else to live. And I am grateful for all the men and women that I've served with, you know, not because I'm, I retired and, and everything else, but even if I did one year, two years, it doesn't matter. These, this, that's our brotherhood, you know, and, and it's sad because they, not only that they sacrifice themselves, but their families too. So at this time and age right now, um, there are kids that grew up without a father and they're always going to know that their father or their mom was a hero. 
but there's always going to be that what ifs and stuff like that. So this weekend to me, I'm thinking about them. You know, I'm always thinking about them. I'm always thinking about the, the, the guys that were able to help my career, that helped me succeed, and it was because of them. And, and, and you know, this Sunday uh, I'm also part of the VFW here in uh, New Britain, uh, Connecticut, that uh, Sunday we're going to do Wreaths of America where we're going to plant wreaths to our fallen soldiers, whether in Vietnam War, if, um, uh, World War II veterans, all the people that 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 uh, were in action, we're gonna do that this weekend, and then also the city is also doing a parade on, on Memorial Day, something that we haven't done in like in three years. You know, two of them being the weather issue, and of course we you know we had to deal with the pandemic. So there's a lot of patriotism going on, but we should never forget the reason why it's called Memorial Day. It's not a happy Memorial Day. It's not beach like. It's not. But hey, you know. We live and we enjoy our country because that's our way of life. But we can never forget those that were fallen. Correct. Um, we're going to go into a commercial real quick, and then I'll come back with a story of how I knew Sergeant Crockett. You know, how do I put it, man? I I have a hard time talking about Crockett. You know, and a lot of my issues with that is the fact that, yeah, I met, I met Crockett in basic training. We went to basic training together, and we weren't battle buddies, but pretty much we slept right next to each other on, on different bunks, obviously. You know, I my battle buddy was on the left, Crockett was on my right, you know? So Crockett and I spent a lot of time together throughout basic training. And for those that don't know, especially when you're in the infantry, it's a normal basic training, if I remember correctly, is what, about three months, about 12 weeks. When, you're, when you do your, what was it, OSAT, one unit station training, I think it was, for the infantry, it's your your basic training is you do your basic training and then you do your job training. You know, so Crockett and I spent, what, from October 30th that I met him to I want to say it was probably March that I arrived at Fort Hood, something like that, February, March. You know, this was back from 96 I went in, 97 we got there. So we spent a lot of time together. And a lot of the things that he said to me was more of, hey, I'm going to make it. 
I got to do this. I, and he was very strong-minded. I could, you know, and we, when we got to Fort Hood, we were in the same unit. We're different platoons. But when he found out that he was going to be a dad, let me tell you something. That guy went hella crazy happy. And he was, I'm going to be the best dad that I could be. He's like, Cuesta, I'm going to be a dad. I'm going to be a dad. And I was so happy for him. You know, and I I left the military. You know, I, I did my time. I, I went on. I always kept in touch with Ovi for some reason. You know, he was just uh, that, that bad habit, I guess. I don't know. I just always kept on coming back. And he kept in <laughs> touch with you. That's what's scary. <laughs> yeah. I'm all now. Yeah. <laughs> and go, you know go on, Frank. when I got when a story o- for that one, but go ahead, Frank. Yeah, when Ovi came to me and just told me about Crockett, I there was just sadness and I to this day I have a hard time even just talking about it and I don't like to think about it. I don't like to talk about it because a lot of me is like, you know, my friends that stayed, you know, majority of my friends that stayed in, you know, went to Iraq. You know, most of them came back except for Crockett. And I always tell myself, you know, like, damn. Not that it should have been me, but maybe I could have helped them. Maybe, you know, maybe I could have been there. You know, and that's and that sucks. Even though I got out years before he died, you know, so it's rough, you know, and if you look at my Jeep, my Jeep is a remembrance of fallen soldiers, though, you know, and, but that's another story, but that's my story about Crockett, you know, he he was a man's man, very straightforward, though. Yeah, he was, his goal was when I started to get to know him, once we became non-commissioned officers, his goal, he wanted to be a drill sergeant. Yes. And um, and he did everything. Now, there was one moment, and, and again, uh, he went to the promotion board before me. So I kind of like followed him. And he passed, but then he had to do it again because he went to school and he failed land navigation. Right. And our senior leaders, they were heated. Right. Like what infantryman goes there and fails. Right. And I put a lot of pressure on me because it was my turn to go to school. And I'm like, man, I can't go back. I can't go back to my unit failing. Hell no. But uh, eventually I made it. And then he made it, of course. And um, I didn't leave until 2001. Um. So it was right after September 11th. I was going. I was heading toward Fort Carson, Colorado, uh, to the Fourth Infantry Division, and that's when um, that was the unit, the division I went to go to Iraq. Um, and then he was in uh, Third, no, Third ID, Third Infantry third Division, third infantry right division from Fort, Fort Stewart. And um, and again, it's a small world, you know. And, and again, I mean, there was so much that's going on. That um, I don't know, man. It, it was it, I can't say it was a coincidence, but it was just crazy how both friends were in the same area and didn't even know, you know. 
and um, I got to visit his grave. It took me till, well, he died in 2003, and it took me 2018 to visit him. You sent me that and, picture. And it was very emotional. I contacted his wife, and uh, at first I, I was lost. Like, I was in the vicinity. I was in the cemetery, and she gave me these directions. I was like, why can't you just say 3 o'clock, 9 o'clock, or whatever, right? And... uh and anyways, it's like, it's right there. It's right next to this tree. And I'm like, yo, there's so many trees out here. Come on now. <laughs> right? And so anyways, finally, and, and I went with my compadre. Um, uh, hmm. Anyways, I found it. I found him. And um, as what my feelings is right now, I broke down, man, because I just wish I could have done more. You know, but then again, you know, that's part of war, man. There's always casualties. And I didn't understand it. Uh, and I had my platoon sergeant tell me, hey, man, it's part of the battle, man. It's what you do afterwards. You know, what you're going to do now? You know, and if you think about it, you know, and it was just not on him. We received casualties before, uh, also and everything else. But even like the second time around there and everything, um, you, you just you just start learning it man you, know, you don't really process it you know you just got to keep going as the aftermath then you start processing it and then you know if you don't talk about it or anything else like that it's it's gonna get you um but um and not only him but like there's so many other um soldiers that I served with that uh like I said before at the, in the opening is that I owe a lot to them you know and you wouldn't believe. You know, you the last person you would think of that will that will become a statistic, really, because after the President Bush decided to say that we won, you know, like, oh, we're victorious and we're all thinking, hey, we're going home. We're going home. Oh, by the way, no, we're you're not going home. They are. And uh, we'll be here for another year. Don't worry about it. Matter of fact, you know, get comfortable, you know, and um, and of course, you know, the path went the way it is. Uh, but if, if the family of Sergeant Crockett, if you guys are listening to us and everything else, and I'm definitely going to reach out, you know, I'm always going to say my condolences. And if they ever, ever need anything, um, they can always reach out. And his son is very successful, man. Yes. Um, he is an adult school. He's doing good things. And, um, and I know that if Michael's watching from above that he'll be proud of his son. I yeah he definitely will be, you know I. Yeah I mean I I kind of follow have uh, followed them throughout the years here and there, you know and that's that's a big boy. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He's a big boy, man. <laughs> and and, I admit, and you know what and the thing is is that um I wish, you know I think they wanted me to stick around so I can meet him, and um I just couldn't find it in my heart. Um, I don't, I don't know what to say. You know what I mean? Like, what do you say to a person, you know, Hey, he, he lost his dad. You know what I mean? Like what, what more could you say? And who knows, maybe he's already moved on past it and he was always going to remember <clears throat> him. But for me, I'm not past it. You know, right. I'm Frank, you even said it yourself. You know, it's hard sometimes to talk about it, you know? And 
I don't know. It's just something that's gonna steal us. But hey, that's why we we know we're we're humans, right? So yeah, it's listen. It's it's hard. It's hard to talk about it. You know, it's at least for me. I mean, to me, he was the closest individual that I know of. You know that that passed. You know, in the military, and for me, for a long time, it's hard to talk about. I mean, it's hard to talk about now. You know, it's you process it. You you deal with it. You just don't like talking about it, you know. I and mm. and I could tell you that I could sit here and like m- my uncle off topic right quick. My uncle passed away about maybe eight years ago, no longer. But I'm able to talk about my uncle passing and everything or whatnot, you know. But when it when it came down to, to Crockett, I have a very hard time. I mean, we spoke about it before the show, Carlos. You know, and I'm like, I have yep. a hard time talking about this. Yeah, I was going to, I mean, I was, if it was going to happen, it was going to happen, you know, with you and Ovi. I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to bring up the issue, but you guys, you know, you you, you spoke your stories and uh, that's tough to listen to. And those are things that I can only try to sympathize. I can't empathize. I am not, uh, I was never in the service. So hearing these stories, you know, just, just makes me appreciate uh, servicemen even more, uh, and and it, it's those those nitty gritty stories, those 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 hardcore ones that you don't you don't uh, normally think about or hear about, or you imagine until someone actually drops some truth on an experience, and you're like, shit, wow. And so, well, you know, you know, you know, a lot of it, Carlos is, and I I think Ovi and I had this discussion off air on one of the shows once and nobody really knows the you know what impact you make on a person and i'll tell you and i've told ovi off off air on on shows and i'll say it now when when i met ovi my world was upside down okay and ovi laughs and he knows it was upside down I think we both had our ups, you know, our in some ways. Um, Frank was upside. He was in a worse situation. I can't imagine it was worse. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we Frank was in his worst situation when I first met because he was going through a divorce, um, and then like them separating and his son and everything else. It it crushed him a lot, man. I bet. And um, you know, me as a junior leader at that time. I was like, yo, what can I do? And, and sometimes you just got to put work aside and, and you got to talk to them man to man. And that's something that was instilled in me growing up in the military. Like, you know, we're, we're soldiers, yes, but we're also human beings. Yeah, right? you're human. And you, you still got to treat your, your men with respect because um, they got to give you back. I mean, they don't have to. I'm just saying, like, if you give respect, you, you return respect. Yeah. But mm-hmm. when you're out there, you're going to depend on them. Right. Right. So you go, you're the driving force. You got to motivate them. You got to lead them. But at the same time, you can't burn them. You know right. what I mean? There, there's, there's a ground unless, you know, they're doing something terrible. That's one thing. But, um, you know, it, it, it was just meant to be that, you know, Frank was in a situation. I was there and no pun intended to the other leaders, you know, but Frank and I were never was in the same platoon. No. But yeah, he would, he would come to me, you know, and I used to get that a lot. You know, I even did the same thing. Sometimes you click with someone, 
you know, you can open up to somebody. It's not being that you're 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 a coward or you're a piece of shit or anything like that. It just sometimes you connect with people. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And then sometimes there's there's always that person that will mentor you. Is like, look, if you want to succeed, this is the path that you need to go. You know, <clears throat> and if Frank would have stayed in the military, he would have been very successful. But he had his choosing. He had a great choice. Um, and it is, you know, it is what it is. It is you know? what it is. Look, right. I'll tell you, one of my biggest things a lot was when I got out was adapting to civilian life. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And so I think you were, you were, you, you, you were kind of institutionalized. I won't say institutionalized. I, say that, I mean, the military is an institution in itself. So you're kind of used to that lifestyle. And then when you get out to the real world, it's, it's all okay. Good. All right. So I, let me stop you there. Go ahead. And you say, what is it that you just said? Constitutionalized or <laughs> guys, whatever. Constitutionalized. You make that shit all crazy and everything. Look, man, man do you know the difference between military and civilian life? I'll tell you. It's the brotherhood, it's the commodity, it's that safe zone that we have, right? We we didn't get paid much. Oh, hell no. But we lived it up to, as we were, right? Uh-huh. We was taken care of all the time. And we were taught about responsibilities. We were taught about a lot of things that a, a normal 18, 19-year-old would not understand yet, okay? Mm-hmm. Me coming into service, I signed when I was 17 years old. By 19, I was a leader. Who could say that I had that responsibility to command a, a fire team and give them command, something that you know, someone like 50 or 60, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like it's strange, right? Right. But when you talk about response, you talk about norms and values, right? You talk about accomplishing something, you have a goal, you know, and you, and you do it out of so many other languages, you know, I'm trying to keep it as simple so that civilians do understand. We always have a goal. We're always looking ahead. You know, there's not a stop process that mind keeps going over and over. You know what I mean? So, and thank you, Kimberly Chapman, for, for your comment. Thank you so much. Um, but um, we're taught about responsibility. We're taught about how to prepare ourselves and everything else, whether it's fixing your bed, fixing your uniform, you know, brushing your teeth, personal hygiene, everything else, every, every little gritty thing, right? Because you're supposed to know that when you're, you know, when you're born and your parents raise you, right? But you'd be surprised how many people don't know how to do that until you get to the military, right? right. You know the, what I mean? Yeah. But you, 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 you can't taught these things and then like, all right, now I'm leaving. You know, <laughs> if you're in trouble, if I'm in trouble, you know, uh, I I don't know. I get it. It's not stepping risk. I, I deal with my consequences, but it won't be, be that I'm going to get fired. It's impossible to get fired. You get fired is either one, you were doing drugs, you got a DUI, or you didn't really, you committed a big crime that you got to go. You know what I mean? So that's how bad, if you want to get out the army, that's where you go. Not AWOL, because you go AWOL, guess what? You're coming back. You're still going to do your time. Yeah. You know what I mean? But in the civilian life, you know, you try to stand up for yourself. You you think you, you could do this, and it's not that safe. And everyone's gunning for you. Now, don't get me wrong. There's always a competition about people want to be in certain positions, right? It's always like that everywhere. But you still got a J-O-B. Yeah. You're still getting paid. On the civilian side, nothing's ever guaranteed. Nothing's guaranteed. Nothing's guaranteed, man. 
you know. But let's say if I was a civilian and Frank, he's having some issues. Look, man, I don't care about your issues. I need you to get your work done. And the military, you got some issues. Hey, bro, what's up, man? What's wrong with you? You need help? You need this? You need that? Don't worry. I, I don't have all the answers, but I could find resources that's going to help you. And I'm going to give that person that time. Go ahead, handle your business. We got it. We got it from here. We'll cover for you. You see what I'm saying? Can you do that in the civilian side? Very yeah. rarely. Rarely, yeah. No, so, yeah. Now, Frank, you were in for how long? I did three years. And Ovi? 23 years. Your career, man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I could tell you one thing, and it must have been back in, what, 2011? Maybe a little less or maybe a little more. Ovi was on the fence of getting out. Mm. And I remember I'm like, Ovi, you got seven, eight years left. Oh, yeah, I remember you're that crazy. conversation. I'm like, you're crazy <laughs> if you get out. Stick around. It's going to go fast. Use your pension. You know, don't don't get out. Stay. You know, I mean, you've made it this far. You you're know, absolutely I'm right. And I'm going to tell you right there. Sometimes you, you do the job for so long that uh, sometimes you, 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 you get lost track, right? And then, you know, your mind starts wondering, like, yo, what was my purpose again? What was I what, doing here? Why am I doing it again? <laughs> and then sometimes you got to hear for someone else, like, dude. Yeah. This is why you did this. You remember? Remember back then you told me this and told me? And there was Frank, you know? And then there was Hector as well. And there goes John. You know, I have a little, little tight circle that, you know, we have our extended family, you know? And um, listen, the internet is awesome. I'm telling you that right now. Oh, uh, MySpace was the bomb, man. <laughs> That's how we got connected. Yeah. Facebook came around. You yeah. know what I mean? This technology <laughs> that started to create this big, big stuff, right? And we right. started communicating. And that's what was, was so good. It was like, hey, man, Frank, what's up? You know? And um, and again, it's like we always had each other's back. And that's something that, you know, we tell him, look, I make fun of Frank all the time. Hey, Cuban this, Cuban that. And I get the response, yeah, hey, Puerto Rican is Puerto Rican. You know, we got that bond. You know, we could do that. Nobody else can. So don't even yeah. try it. But anyways. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know what I mean? And, and we stay in contact, and, and that was awesome. Even now, the guys that I served with, we have our Facebook page, right, uh, from, from 4th ID. And we still, you know, we, we, we lost a, a guy um but last january and i didn't even know his last name is toro and 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 i didn't know and that guy i'm gonna tell you right now he was in another platoon but there are times that we used to cross paths and uh, we used to play chess and he used to school me i thought i was the king of chess until i played him but anyway long story short he passed away january and uh january 19th of 2021 and nobody knew he was sick. Now, I don't know what was the issues with um, the VA and everything else. I, I don't think he, he received proper help. But something happened. Um, and I'm trying, I, I want to know what, or, you know, what, what was going on. But the thing is, is that, you know, all of us came out of nowhere from my unit. 
And we're now starting to ask each other, hey, man, how you doing? How you doing? You guys need anything? Yo, if you're sick, don't keep that shit to yourself. Let us know. You know what I mean? So, and it's and it's very important. And I want to reach out to all the veterans out there that if you guys are listening in, or if you know a veteran that's listening, listen, I'm a member of the VFW. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you know a veteran that's not involved in the VFW in the local area, recommend him to do so. All right. Veterans are never alone. You know, we are there uh, where, where it's a uh, nonprofit organization and we have the resources, you know, and it's just like you were being in the military. If we don't have the answers, we're going to find it for you. You're never alone, you know, and that's one stopping from people being suicidal. You know, we're the front lines. We're attacking everything. You know, you want to judge yourself to the civilian life. We're here for you. And there's many programs out there. All right. And and, and and I say this because I don't want that particular veteran or even a soldier or, or, or whatever that feels like, hey, you know, I, I, I have to be taking care of myself. I got to do this on my own. You don't have to, you know, and it's sad that I have to find mm-hmm. out like uh, a week ago, OK, that a soldier in our unit passed away. And that's not right. Not right at all. So. Mm. That's good to see that <clears throat> you've got so many things going on. I mean, I obviously had no idea. I will ask this, though. When you mm-hmm. joined uh, OV, was your goal to be career or it just? <laughs> I, don't so, think any, I don't know how many people like go in. Like, I'm sure some do. Some do. But like, I think the majority don't go like, yeah, I'm going to be in the Army forever. <laughs> there are a few. There are a few there that few. they come from. Military, military families. families, right? Right. So, hey, my dad went, my grandfather went, my great grandfather, and then they great great great, and then be like, yeah, that guy knew man. George Washington. Yeah. But, uh, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I asked my parents. My parents did not want me to give me an answer. I got accepted at two universities, and I had this recruiter, recruiter, and college, oh. and me right here. Yeah. What do I do? I said, <laughs> Mom, Dad, what do I do? Que yo hago? And they were like, nope, you're a man. You're going to be a man. This is the point where this is the point where you have to make decisions. And um, if I make decisions for you, you don't like it, then you're going to hate us. So you have to make your choices. And then I was like, okay. And I, I didn't know what to do. And I'm like thinking, well, I got to pay a lot of money for school. True. Mm-hmm. I got to fill all these paperwork. I got to fill all this for scholarships and this and that. But this recruiter said, I'm going to get paid. Hmm, that sounds pretty good. Right? Like a Puerto Rican. It was the <laughs> money. <laughs> was your report a Puerto Rican? You know what though? At the beginning, the decision was, yeah, yeah. it was money. You know, I was like, okay. That's fine. I mean, actually, I didn't get there, a there are many who, like that. Yeah. You know, there are many I mean, who do. There are many who do that for some And then I said, yeah. you know what? I do three years, get out, go to college. I still handle my business, right? That's the part I'm curious about. <laughs> so check this out. You ready? So here I go, and they sent me to Korea. So my wow. first term, I got, I, I went in August twenty fourth, um, nineteen ninety five. Um, I went to basic training at Fort Benning, Georgia. Then I got stationed at Fort Hood, Texas, the first time. Then I got orders to go to Korea. So I go to Korea, and I'm like, damn, I try to get out of Korea, dude. By the way, I was like, Korea? I don't want to go to Korea. You know what I mean? Like, I got I want to stay in Fort Hood because the leadership, I was getting promoted fast. 
I was doing good things. There was, you know, I had good things coming for me in this unit. And then it turned out that going to crib was not so bad. I started having fun. I was still training, doing my thing. And when the opportunity came, it was like, hey, do you want to re-enlist? Hell yeah, I'm re-enlist. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna stay. I'll do I do I do three more years. Then another time I'll do more. And then I was getting promoted. And I was getting after promotion, I was getting schools. And then, you know, one thing led to another. And you know, don't don't get me wrong, not everything was happy glory because things were going up and down too during that time, right. but mm-hmm. there was a lot more good than bad, you know, and I started liking it. You know, <clears throat> I'm getting paid to play G.I. Joe at the time, and this is before the war started. I'm playing, I getting paid to play G.I. Joe. I'm go out, get muddy, I go wipe my weapon down, clean it, put it away, get the training, get the knowledge of knowing how to battle. You know, this is great. Yeah, and I might not like the rain or freezing my ass, pulling security, or you know, <laughs> doing some dumb shit. Or like, you know, when I first came in, you know, I'm a private, so you know, I gotta, you know, mop the floor or like clean the toilet or something like, you know what I mean? All those things. Red cycle detail. Yeah, you know, but it comes with the territory. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When you move up, you you get more responsibilities, right? Right. And mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you right now that even I even reenlisted in Iraq. Okay, out of everything that was going on, I still read this in rap because that changed my attitude. I started now knowing the value of why you need to become a soldier. I started now. I started seeing the the, the American way, the this, the that. You know what I mean? Before it was just money, party, doing all this crazy stuff, doing whatever, and then all of a sudden life changed. You know, but when I say I was having a lot of fun, of course that come with a lot of stuff in life that I had to experience. Right. And mm-hmm. to be honest with you, the 20 years went by so fast that it was one moment when I went back to Korea for a deployment that I realized, why am I doing this? Why am I wearing this uniform? Why am I getting up early in the morning? Why the hell I'm doing it? And then I'm already late for meetings. I'm going in front of my soldiers be like, all right, let's work out. And I'm like, not giving all my 100%. I can still run. I can still do this. I can still do that. I had knee surgery already, you know, uh, so I kind of slowed down. Uh, and Frank contested, man. I was one of the fastest dudes, you know. But then in our unit, there was a lot of fast dudes. And, like, yeah. it was a lot of soccer players, all right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, and – the fun, the fun stopped. You know what I mean? And, you know, there was a lot of factors. I got remarried. I have three more kids. You know, I got a total of four, four children. And then, like, they would start popping in my head, you know. And then it's like, why am I doing this again? Why am I with my – and then all of a sudden, like, the leadership changed. The army is changing. It's all sensitive now. I can't do what? I can't do this. I can't do that. Why am I babysitting? These they're they're men and women. They're yeah. over 18. Why? <clears throat> you know what I mean? The they want to get in trouble, let them get in trouble. Pay the consequences. I, I gotta live my life too, you know. Yeah, and then it, you know, all of a sudden it's like that's nah, over. And now I get it. And people used to tell me, You're gonna know when the time is up. And now not it, the army's not forever, the military is not for everybody. And I respect even those that did one, two, three years or something, you know. They had enough. It was like, no, I got something else going on in my life. I want to do that. And that's okay. 
You know, you don't got to be a lifer. Like, you know, they call me a lifer because I did 20 plus years. But yeah, um, career. That, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, if you got a plan and, uh -huh. and that's that's the whole point that not a lot of people have a plan when they get out. Yeah, it's nervous. It's nerve wracking trying mm -hmm. to prepare yourself to get out. But a lot right. of people don't have a plan. You know, I already had a bachelor's degree. I already had certificates for IT training. You know, I had all, everything there for me. The point was I was so nervous. It's, what am I going to do with it? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then when I come out here, I go rush to get a job. Bam. I got a job. And then I completed that job. I don't have a job anymore. And what am I doing? Uh, you know? It was and like then that's, IT company, right? Yeah. I was, I was doing some IT stuff. And then I decided, you know what? I'm going to go to Connecticut School of Broadcasting. And that's why I met Joe Aguirre, who is the owner of Clovercrest Media, the CMG Sports Network, and CMG Podcast. And from there, everything launched. And then all of a sudden, I'm I'm a school teacher. You know what I mean? So like everything's just falling into place. That's good. That's you know? good, man. But you gotta have a plan. And and a lot of soldiers don't get a plan. And and like I told you, you asked that question. Why did I? Why did I do so long? I was having a great time, but. Then it then that was it. Yeah, yeah. For others, ask them why why you stay long. They're not gonna tell you the truth. All right. They're gonna they're not. They're gonna be like, oh man, you know, I don't I don't know what other excuses, but I'm gonna tell you why. They're financially not stable. They didn't discipline themselves to prepare themselves. They didn't listen. And then when it was time, they're afraid to get out because they got nothing for them. So they want to stay back in. Right. And now, now they're disgruntled for the rest of their lives. You know what I mean? And there, there are those people. And then you yeah. got those that are patriotic. And you got to respect that too. Look, I'll tell you this. My story is a lot shorter than Ovi's. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> All right? Your well, story is not shorter than mine. Come on. Look, I went in 1996. Mm -hmm. All right? What what month of nineteen ninety six? October. October nineteen ninety six. I spent Halloween Ooh. in basic training. Okay. I left I left Miami <laughs> October thirtieth. Okay. You know, and I was I remember flying into Atlanta. You know, but you know that's that was that. But either way, I went in. I'm not gonna say for the wrong reasons. You know. But my story is a little different in the sense that I um, I have met my oldest mom, and my life was a mess. It was a royal mess. You know, my life was just spiraling out of control. I didn't know where I was going, what I was doing. Look, let me tell you, this woman tells me, look, I'm not going to be with you. You got nothing going on. This is going nowhere. So... This, this is going to end. And I was like, damn. But we ended. But we still hung out. And she was like, hey, I'm thinking of joining the military. She joined first. And I was like, so. I was, so if I join and I get my life straight, we'll get back together and everything will be fine. She's like, yeah. I said, okay. So I, I joined. Obi's face. <laughs> Obi's face is priceless. <laughs> you know, but I mean, look, 
Oh I mean, man, she was the she was the leading. Factor. People join for the wrong reason too. She was the pushing factor of me joining because prior to I had flirted around with the idea. You know, when I graduated high school, I flirted around with the idea. I just wanted something else besides that. So I I did start going to college, and then when I met her, I wasn't going to college anymore. You know, so then when when she was like, hey, look, this is what I'm doing. I was like, hey, you know what? Bet. Let's go. You know, and whatever. She didn't make it through basic training. She got hurt. Blah, 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 blah. You know, and I there you are stranded. <laughs> no, because no, you know what? She she came up with me once I, you know, once I got to my unit, she came up with me. I, I did my time, you know, had good moments. I made friends for life, you know. And it is what it is, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I don't complain about it. I, I had a hard time adjusting to civilian life. I went through jobs after I got out, trying to find, trying to find myself, trying to find what I was going to do with myself. You know, <clears throat> what do I like? What I don't like? You know, yeah. jobs were hard. The jobs That's were a combo because you, you, you left the military, so you were getting used to that system. And if my math is right, you were 25. Nobody at 25 really knows what they're doing yet. <laughs> so you had all that. <laughs> yeah, I, I skipped that process. <laughs> you just, you just <laughs> said, I'm going to keep going. I'm good. <laughs> but you know what, Frank? Frank, watch this. Um, that is something that the military improved. And that's why they got the especially in the Army, because I only can speak for the Army is that they have this thing called soldier for life. And um, I don't know what that is, but okay. All right. Frank has to answer to that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's some personal shit there. But um, no. Um, so carry on him. <laughs> I that, just saw that comment. No, buddy. I can't even continue no more, man. Put that comment back up. I want to read that again. <laughs> All I right, thought Frank. she couldn't finish because she was pregnant. Lay, lay, uh, lay it on us, Frank. This will be no, 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 no. She got pregnant. Think about it. Okay, I I went in, I finished basic training in March of '97. My son was born June of '98. I'm sorry, April of '98. Oh my you God, the whole Easter. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so, <laughs> you know, she got pregnant after I got to my unit. She just got hurt is what was what happened to her. And it's mm-hmm. a story and he's sticking to it. Yep. <laughs> Yo, I'll be laughing if another window pops up on this show. That is, that is his mom, right? <laughs> Actually, I you will have a debate and be like, "Yo, you know what? I'm out. I'm getting Calito. the popcorn. I, Calito, I'll see you later. I'm going to join. I'm going to join. I'm going to go like this too. <laughs> be like, "Uh-huh." You're going to get your popcorn and start eating it, right? <laughs> oh, yo, Danny's laughing. <laughs> so Danny's your oldest, right? That was right. who Danny's I met oldest. when I went That's... to Miami, and he met my, my oldest son. Correct. Right. Right. Yeah, okay. Well, right. hey, right. it's nice to see you again, Danny. I hope you're doing all right. So, but uh, no, uh, and that's the thing, Frank, is that the way you went out, out of the military – you know, they the army start decided. You know what? You're not doing that no more. Now what they have is 
of Soldiers for Life, which is a program that prepares for anyone that decides to get out. Okay, whether you're retiring or you just want you know want to finish your your contract, now you go they'll they offer you schools. You know, there's on the job training. You know, so there's a lot of programs out there, and that soldiers got to start that at least 12 months before they get out. And the commanders have to support their soldiers. You know, there are some that try to be sneaky and say, now nah, we still need you to do some training and stuff like that. But, you know, if there's colleges or anything else set up, and I had this soldier who uh, he had a plan, right? I was at Fort Benning, Georgia. He had a plan. He says, Sarge, um, the only way I get this job is I have to fly over there and do a test. And there was two times he had to fly, right? And then the other one was they had to do your analysis test and everything else, you know, just to see, you know, that make sure he doesn't do drugs and everything else. I said, dude, if that's what you want to do, go right ahead. No problem. You know, I'll support you all the way. You got a plan. You say you're getting out, you're getting out, you know. And even if he decided he want to stay in, it wasn't a waste of time because sometimes in the last minute things change and be like, yo, I, I need to stay in. But, um, no, he was very successful. As a matter of fact, I think he's about to get married, and uh, he's a carpenter or, or, or some stuff. Like, he got his own business, you know, re remodifying homes and everything else. So, you know, but there's a lot of problems. You want to be a truck driver? You want to do this? You want to do that? They got it for you, man. So cool. a lot of improvement. And it sucks, Frank. It sucks that how you got out. And you're right. At the age of, you know, in your early 20s, you don't really know what you want to do, you know? And, you know, it's like you get your discharge paper. All right, see you. Thank, thank you for coming. Bye. Yeah. That's, That's it. Exactly what it was. That's exactly what it was. <clears throat> and then if the, you came in, if you get out the way you came in, you really got nothing. Nothing to show for. I really, I, and I can tell you, I had nothing to show for it. You know, people people were were always like, oh, so what would you do in the military? And I, and I just tell people, I was infantry. I go, what do you think I did in the military? What do you think I learned in the military? You know, you, and you, Fruity Pebbles? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. You know I'll how to mop. You, you know how to spit shine floors. <laughs> spit shot a pair of boots. You know how to edge the grass. <laughs> you know, right, right. But hey, look, you know what? Um, Ovi, I thank you for coming on. Nah, yeah, man. man thank, thank you very you. much. Thank you guys, I man. Think, and, um, we gotta figure out a show one day to Bring... To reminisce? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? No, that? that's, a, that's what I mean. We get together face to face and we pop a, pop a cold one, man. That's all. Oh, definitely. A cold one? Right. Hey, you don't know? <laughs> now, hey, guys, you know, thank you very much. And I hope that I didn't like take over the show or anything like that. No, um, no, man. No, but, uh, actually. But this weekend, it's going to be very emotional. Uh, like I said, I'm going to do some stuff Sunday morning with the VFW uh, for a tribute. And I know I'm going to hear a lot of taps, but when I hear them taps played, I'm going to remember those um, that I remember that sacrificed their lives out there, not only in Iraq, but also in Afghanistan. And I'll be surrounded with other veterans, and they're going to share their stories, and we're just going to comfort one another. And, you know, this is the day to remember why I'm still here in the United States. And remember why we still have our freedom. And with everything that's going on around the world, especially in our own, in our own home, in our nation, 
I just hope that somehow people will realize, hey, you know, let's 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 wake up and let's start <clears throat> being the country that we're supposed to be. So, and for everyone that's listening to other one, thank all uh, for those veterans out there, those that are serving right now. Thank you. Continue the fight. Continue doing what you're doing, and uh, we're going to support you. It's my turn to support you guys. So, Definitely. Frank Carlos, thank you, and I'm definitely supporting your show. I'm sharing it up, and I hope you still like that introduction, man. Yeah, definitely. Yes, Thanks for do. coming, man. All right, man. Y'all take care. You have a good night. All right, man. I'll talk to you later, Obi. All right, man. Obi, what? But anyways, but hey, look, guys. Again, sketchy peasant had a good comment as as I was talking. I saw it, but hey, <clears throat> uh, Frank, thank you for your service, and everyone else who has served who have and are serving definitely sketchy present thank you um too bad you got in late because we had a lot to talk about today yeah um, no. actually we we really only spoke two topics you know and actually half of one no but you know listen as the civilian in the show it was it's it's always i don't want to say good because i mean the information is sad but <clears throat> it just brings an aspect to the experience that I will never know. And, <clears throat> and, and it helps me understand even more. So it's crucial. It's crucial. And, 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 and it was very informative just to hear real stories and not stories about procedure and all that stuff. And, <clears throat> you know, real events, how people affected you, how they still affect you, that stuff's real. And, and, and just hearing that kind of reality is is sobering to civilians like myself so right you know <clears throat> look i'll tell you it was good always said it right you know you we formed a brotherhood and i could tell you that there out of the people that i left that left miami with me okay to go to basic training were five two of them were like this <clears throat> okay, the other three we talked every now and then. But two of them were really, really close. I was the best friend at his wedding. You know, and we left to basic training together. <clears throat> I wouldn't change that for the world. What what right friends mm -hmm. that I made out there are are just instant family. Whether I talk to them every day, whether I talk to them right. every month, whether they, whether they ignore me, whether we're on different sides of the spectrum politically. Okay, religion-wise, we still communicate. Hey, what's yeah. up? How are you? <clears throat> you know, but hey, look, again, guys, thank you, everyone that commented. Kimberly, thank you for coming on. You know, Obi, thank you very much. You know, on this show, we advocate truthfulness, accuracy, and honesty, and the reasons as essential to the, integri to, to the integri integrity of communication. All right? But Absolutely. With that being said, you might You too, Sketchy. Yes. <clears throat> Memorial Day weekend, our veterans need more assistance. Yes, they do. Definitely. They definitely do. You know. Um, like With that being said, you might not agree with what we're speaking. You might agree with what we're speaking. But the one thing you know is that here, on Speaking It Real, we always keep it real. Have a safe Memorial Day, guys. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you. <clears throat>
Hello, hello. Happy Friday, everybody. 